So welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. My name is Kaz and I'm the creator of the Gravity Technique, which is a bridge between the face-meltingly boring science world and the practical application of how your body works. I've spent 20 years researching anatomy and movement so you don't have to, and this podcast is where I deep dive into debunking, de-jargoning, de-mything some of our most common ailments. So if you're ready to feel empowered and take responsibility for your own health and well-being, let's get started. So in this episode, I'm really happy to introduce Pieta, who is the founder and creator of By Pieta, which is a total body approach to wellness and fitness. She calls herself a wellness and fitness evangelist um, and just a really beautiful, holistic approach for women who want to get more out of their life. So welcome, Pieta. Yay, thank you so much for having me, Kaz. I love being here and you've really brought me at the perfect time. This is my most passionate topic as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, I really want to bust some myths today um, with regard to, to weight training, strength training and how, you know, hormones. Obviously, we talk about perimenopause and menopause and just moving through life with kids with work with just all the stuff that we juggle so if you want to tell us a bit about your story how did how did you get here how did where did Bipieta come from ah wow well gosh I think it was probably uh, must be eight years ago now when I first started my business but you know I was in tv and film before I got into the wellness space and that was a very busy time 22 years working my tush off and it wasn't until I actually had kids that obviously everything really changed for me. And anyone who's listening who has children certainly will relate, I'm sure. But not only just perspective, but my body. My body changed. And I was quite an active person back then. I thought I was relatively fit. But having kids really, I mean, I, I had terrible back pain history, which went from worse to really bad to even worse. And uh, it was the beginning of my journey, actually, of really sorting out my own health, understanding what was going on. And it was when I actually left my career of TV and film to then move into the wellness space. And it was my own journey that really helped propel me to help women just like me, because I couldn't believe how common it was to hear other women with back problems, um, obviously juggling a lot with kids and just feeling out of sorts, not feeling great. Uh, the usual, you know, complaints of being very, very tired, life gets very busy and, you know, they're, they're the last, they're always the one last on the list to get anything done. So yeah, it was a journey of recovery for me to get myself back into a, a position of being able to run again, to be able to move freely and at least keep up with my kids. And then it really evolved from there. And I started my business in the nutrition and, and fitness space and really focused on women. Um, because, you know, but I certainly understood all of the complaints and from there it's grown. So like eight years down, down the track now, it's a global business and, and I'm incredibly passionate about today's topic as well, because it is really weaved into everything that I do to really help women just kick butt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's, it is, we've seen this shift, haven't we, over the decades where, we've gone into the workplace where we want you know equal pay equal work and you know we'll move into more senior roles and you know women are so much more prominent in the workplace but a place that we don't seem to have so much of a shift is the responsibility of our children 
so effectively now we're, we're we're juggling the two halves aren't we and that can be that can be quite quite tricky particularly when you want to like you say you get overtired you get stressed out you don't feel like you've got you know there's not enough time for you to really nurture and look after you and for you to you know and also we're cyclical in nature mm. so you know how do we those those days of the red tent where we just sort of take ourselves off and, and you know bleed for two days and have that time out kids don't appreciate that stuff <laughs> they're not like yeah mum, you lay here with a hot water bottle we appreciate what you're going through when they're four and five years old it's just not gonna not gonna <laughs> happen so it's um you know with as as we move through when we're when we want to look after ourselves and we want to start you know like you say your journey to recovery I'm the same I've also gone through surgery and and come through the recovery process but you know that getting fit and healthy is one thing getting strong is very different Mm -hmm. it has a very different impact on the body a very different feel to the body so how do you how do you start that journey how do you how do you talk about hormones and weight training and cyclical nature Great question. Well, first of all, I wish everything that we were were talking about today, I had known in my 20s. I wish this kind of stuff was taught to us much, much earlier, more as a, I mean, obviously you cannot prevent, you know, menopause happening. It's, it's more about what can we do to help lessen the symptoms of that, of those changes over time. So the first one's education. I mean, I went on a huge, very, very steep learning curve during that time of my back pain. And yeah, I was a, it's, it's really educating ourselves, understanding why strength training actually now needs to be 70% of our focus in our 40s and our 50s in terms of the type of exercises we, we're choosing to do. I mean, the type of women I'm talking to and that we're talking to here, as you've already alluded to, you know, 45 to 55, but and younger, who are already very busy in their lives, as you've mentioned, have kids perhaps young or teenagers or already leaving home, elderly parents, maybe they're in very senior roles now, maybe you have your own business. Life is busy. It's probably the busiest time um, of our life cycle for most, but there's also so much happening under the hood at the same time in terms of our hormonal shifts. And they're both related, actually. So in terms of strength training, strength training is actually a healing tool. So we need to look at it a little differently. And I first wanted to, I guess, first address the fight, the fight that we're all battling at this point in our lives, obviously our own internal excuses of actually getting it done, but actually what's really happening and why we are told that it's so important. So obviously, you know, we're battling a bit of muscle loss, which then reduces our bone density and that has this knock-on effect. Then it affects our immunity, our youthfulness, our longevity, our ability to move freely without injury, right? So that's the, that's the big challenge we need to overcome. But then there's a whole bunch of myths around strength training. And I mean, strength training could be body weight, lift, lifting weights, any kind of resistance work, right? One of the biggest myths that I come up Again, so I want to bust these first before we get into the nitty gritty is weight training as a woman will make me bulky and I don't want to look bulky. That's one of the biggest myths. You have to work very, very hard and a huge amount of dedication and a certain type of 
training to really get bulky. So that is a big myth and one that you can just push to the side and not worry about anymore. You're not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you want to, of course. Um, the other one is weight training is really only for men. Now, this is a social conditioning, you know, issue of the past. Often you'd go to the gym for women that did go to the gym and then would be in this situation where they felt very intimidated. All the weights were where all the men were and perhaps even the lower range weights were a different color. They were more... They actually used to color grade them. I remember some of the lighter weights used to be pink, you know, or a, a light blue where all the other the heavier weights were darker, more masculine colors, right? Somewhat things have moved on since then, but there's the social conditioning and also the environmental feeling of, well, it feels intimidating, right? So it felt like it was only for men. And then there's other myths which we tell ourselves, more like stories. I'm too busy, which is not that it's a lie. I mean, it's true, but it's more about prioritizing and managing our time. I'm too old. <laughs> I, I feel uncomfortable because perhaps we're carrying too much weight, so we don't want to move. I'm too tired and my back hurts. That's a real common one. right? And all of these are related to the fact of perhaps not moving enough in the first place and maybe some other lifestyle factors. So those are these are the kind of things that I often come across when I'm speaking with clients and just just the general um, women population in this amazing age group because really there's so much going on that I really wanted to to tackle and to really help them crush and bust those myths and actually really move forward so they can kick kick back in life. So um, getting out of your own way is really important, isn't it? That, when, that's when right. We I remember when we first met, I was in a bit of a state and, you know, but what I found was, yes, I was very weak at the time because I've been poorly for some time, but, you know, from my own personal experience, probably a good 80% of that was just my head. Mm. Just telling me that, you know, I'd been very poorly for a very long time. I hadn't done any, you know, any workout at all. And, you know, what I, what I found was, as I, as I started the, the regime was, um, you know, I was not as weak and wimpy as my thoughts mm. were making out. So yeah, I think that's, that's such a huge thing. I had no idea about the colored weights that had completely passed me by because my two kilo weights are in, in fact pink, <laughs> um, which, yeah. And that, that condition, would I go to the gym? And, and I think that was something that, you know, is really unique that you bring to the table is, is I am very comfortable working to my own level in my own home, which is where I feel safe. Mm. Um, when, you know, when I was coming out of recovery, would I have gone to a gym and started doing the weights there? Absolutely not. Mm. Because I didn't, I didn't have the self-belief and, you know, and, and I think that, that's something that's that's really important that by Pieta offers is that that kind of feels like one-to-one tuition in your in your own home through the screen and yeah. it, it I think that gives great access you know we start to bust those myths down but also you give women a, a tangible place to start in a space that feels feels safe yeah I think I mean these days you know to be able to train at home effectively is absolutely possible you don't have to go to the gym mm -hmm. and you'll see a lot of women 
I, you know, I see a lot of women, if they go to the gym, they'll tend to stick to the cardio machines because no one's watching them and it's, you know, sort of out of the way. Whereas the, you know, the, the weight machines or the free weights, it feels like you're too exposed and you're vulnerable. So it is a, it's, it's this confidence battle. So yeah. I find that having a hybrid of being able to empower women to work it out effectively at home with very little equipment, you know, can just start with your body. It's all you can need to then have the confidence to then if they want to go to the gym and have a more of a community in-person experience and they can do that more confidently as well. So it's, um yeah, it's nice that we now have these, this hybrid way of, of training and it really does help women just break those barriers down you know so they can start doing strength training in the privacy of their own home yeah um but i think um you know one big statement i wanted to to say is and i really wanted to speak to all the amazing women out there listening who you know perhaps going through perimenopause or suspect that they are or going through menopause and are searching for holistic ways of you know creating a healthy hormonal profile without the drugs, without the hormone replacement. Now, obviously it has its place, but perhaps you're curious. Now, obviously paired with some lifestyle and nutrition tweaks, strength training is the secret source. It's where it's at. It is that solution to help build you that really strong body because of what happens when you start to build muscle and why it's so important, which I think now we can start to dive into. Yeah. This is the nitty gritty stuff. Um, obviously strength training, you know, does wonders for your internal in terms of it helps balance the sex hormones and a whole myriad of other things. And externally, it's very pleasing, the aesthetics, but also from a spiritual or an internal confidence empowerment level, it's really, really powerful, which you've already you know, alluded to. Um, and this can really have a ripple effect in our relationships, how we see ourselves, how we perhaps feel we have influence around a boardroom table. You know, it really stretches pretty far. Um, I mean, it's, there's nothing more powerful than knowing that you can kind of handle yourself, you know, in terms of when you feel physically strong. Yeah. Um, so should we, should we touch on I yes, guess I do because I'm really interested that you said 70% of your training needs to be strength training. I mean, I'm very happy about this because I hate cardio. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there. So, you know, strength training for me all day long, no problem. <laughs> you know, what does so what does that do on a hormonal level when when you're when you're, you know, either lifting your body weight or you know, pushing your weights? Yeah, okay. So, before I before I talk about that, I just want to talk about cardio for a second because you will get, you will actually get a cardiovascular workout even during strength training, right? I think when we put sort of cardio in a box, we're talking about going for a, you know, medium level run on the treadmill or something like that, where we're not um, doing any kind of weight bearing exercises, right? Now, all of that has its benefits, but if we're now talking about helping balance our hormones in this phase of life, it's really important for us to build muscle because we don't, we don't want to lose muscle mass, which then affects our bone density risk of osteoporosis and so on. So if we talk about estrogen for a minute, estrogen and weight training. So estrogen's had a really bad rap, right? It's, it. <laughs> it's, it's that pain in the butt that, you know, gives us the bloating. You know, it's the one that kind of gives us the headaches and the fatigue, particularly just before our period, right? 
So um, there are some links between the amount of body fat that you have as well and your estrogen production. Um, so there may be some athletes listening, some very fit women in this age group too, who are perhaps, you know, endurance runners um, who have done triathlons and can be at a point of overtraining, which can then, of course, cause really low estrogen um, and that can stop your cycle. So sometimes we think that it might be, oh, it's menopause and actually there's something to do with link with the, the way that you're training. But the key thing with the, the type of exercise that you're choosing in your 40s and your 50s really does matter, really does matter. And I say 70% strength training because now we need to start building muscle and focusing it there. Still do all your cardio, still go and do the running and the triathlons, but build in a lot more strength training. Notice the change in your power and your stamina. You could be doing personal bests, you know, in this. there's no reason why you could be you know um, outperforming the 20 20 year olds and the 30 year olds just by you know giving yourself a tweak of how you do your your routine so resistance training helps regulate your estrogen levels it, it increases your lean muscle mass which then increases your metabolism which then helps build more muscle and burn more fat right and that's really important for helping balance hormones obviously and the type of exercise that i'm talking about any kind of resistance training that's high intensity but short bursts short bursts not long you know you don't have to go and kill yourself and at home and at home workout or at the gym it's really there to help provide enough stimulus for your body to build muscle without tipping your body over the edge to then have cortisol issues um, and really you know affect your nervous system and that's important during this hormonal change right lots of things are going on we're all really stressed anyway because of everything that's happening in our lives so the way you train needs to be adjusted to help ensure that we're getting that level right hence the the way that we train at body hit has that in mind everyone that as you know works within the bipeta fitness realm our 40s and 50s and very accomplished women doing lots of stuff. So the fitness needs to marry that. So it's not pushing their bodies over the limit and then actually being counterintuitive, um, counterproductive. So how do you measure that? Do you do, you do that by felt sense or, you know, is it a, and I know that you can run tests for everything. We do that a lot for me, obviously, because I, you know, have no cortisol and very little adrenaline, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a very specialist case, but you know, for your everyday woman, mm -hmm. do you, do you work by felt sense? Do you try it out and see, or do you build up over time? It really depends on the individual. So I would say the very, I mean, the very first conversation I have with anyone who wants to come and give it a go is understanding where their current fitness levels are at, their lifestyle, what's actually happening in their life, what they love doing, and where they want to go what kind of um, goals they have in mind for themselves and then we work out a plan together in terms of I mean maybe as I mentioned they're already quite fit they've been doing their training for a marathon maybe their first one or maybe they just want to lose a bit of weight and feel stronger so everyone's goals are different and the way that um, we formulate each week's workout plan is that they can pick and choose the type of workouts that are better suited to them there's a lot of weight training actually there's three sessions a week as you know in in uh, the body hit challenge itself and then we have a lot of mobility and balance work and you know little shorter type workouts that are all body weight so the measurement 
first of all goes by how they feel. I want to make sure they enjoy what they're doing first. First and foremost, you've got to you've got to find the joy, feeling that energy shift, finding a routine that actually works for you. Those are the biggest challenges actually, is actually just showing up for yourself. Yes. <laughs> so the measurement is is by okay, what are the intentions? How can we make this work within your already very busy lifestyle? Picking the the workouts that they resonate with the most and that they really enjoy that are married with their goals, and we start there. Then I I don't work with scales. I like hashtag ditch the scales, ladies. And not Joe calls it the sad step, right? Yeah, it's awful. He's <laughs> right. right. I mean, it's a very it's actually quite an inaccurate way of measuring body composition changes anyway. And I would say, you know, the healthiest way is just go by how you feel in your clothes. And if you really want to measure, then use a measuring tape if, if that's the journey you're on. But really by going how you feel in yourself, your energy levels, not in terms of sustainability across the day, how well you're sleeping, mental clarity, how you just feel in your daily activities. Because essentially what we're doing here is building a strong body so you can feel young and can move freely for as long as possible still dancing on tables if you want to without injury you know so um you know it can be simple things for some of the women i work with that like you know i who have still got little kids for example pushing the the stroller up a hill absolutely crushed it today pushing the twins up the hill you know before it was killing me you know simple daily activities like that can be quite transformative to then, I guess, other ways, yes, to measure can be a bit more detailed, could be more Tanita scans, um, or for those that really need, you know, some attention in terms of understanding exactly what all these hormonal changes are happening is to go and get properly tested, and I refer them. Mm. Going, And I would absolutely recommend, you know, anyone goes and gets their hormones checked if they're concerned, for sure, rather than the guessing game. It's so it's so lovely to hear you talk about that because you know the the metrics that or the measuring that you're that you're using is so much more positive, isn't it? Feeling better in yourself, noticing that you feel more emotionally more balanced, that you you know you're approaching your day feeling in control is far nicer than standing on the sad step to see if you've gone down by one stick or not that's right and I think I think like stepping on the sad steps also kind of a finite kind of approach right it's almost like we have a very short view on on doing this fitness thing when really what I want to embed is a lifestyle change is that this is what you need to think about this is what we can build into your life for as long as you are alive. There's no reason why you can't be doing strength training right up until, and you think you should be, um, you know, until as long as you are alive on the planet. And it's it's really helps with longevity. So I think it's important to install habits that don't, you don't have to be, you know, strictly measuring every single day and week and it becoming a, an unhealthy habit. I think going by how you feel, number one, and that you're loving it is probably the most important. And then, depending on the goal, you can then get a bit more detailed. Yes. Yeah, because ultimately that that is, that's it, isn't it? I mean, we have initially when we come into this work that we have goals, we want to get to to somewhere. But once you get to the goal, I mean, you don't just stop and wander off. These, these are skills for life. They're habits for life. And like you mm -hmm. say, it's a lifestyle rather than, you know, a six-week 
challenge it's mm-hmm. it's not a six week challenge it's it's a, a shift into looking after yourself for the whole time you're alive mm-hmm. so for those of us that students still do have a cycle mm. as a long-term yogi we always had two or three moon days um where you know back in the day when I did have a stronger practice there were days when you know you didn't turn yourself upside down didn't you know go into that um stronger practice so with weight training if you on the days that you feel weaker do you do you just push through what's your what's your view on that or do you know do you give yourself a break well that's a really that's a really good question so um one thing I feel very passionately about is helping women understand and embrace their natural cycle and and perhaps even how they're impacted by the moon for those that don't have a cycle but if we talk about perimenopause or those pro- approaching perimenopause, then really designing how they move the body during that time of change, particularly ovulation, is really important. It really is. And I wouldn't say training hard through ovulation is a good idea at all. In fact, no. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that your movement has to be sidelined entirely. In fact, I think moving the body is really important. Um but I think higher intensity exercise should be left for the weeks either side. So every woman is different. Some women have only a couple of days leading into their period and their period where they feel very low in energy because of their estrogen dip. Others might feel it for longer, maybe a week or even two, two weeks. So I talk about push weeks and down weeks. And it's just about adjusting intensity because generally speaking, there is... Um, a risk of injuring ourselves more so during ovulation. There's more fluid in our joints. You'll hear a lot of women get some knee injuries actually during ovulation if they're starting to do high impact, high intensity work um, during this time. So being conscious of that can be very beneficial because you, then you're not, you don't have a setback of injury, but also you can be harmonious with those changes that you're honoring your energy levels and actually your results will be better. Because if we are hammering the training hard during that ovulation period, it can be very counterproductive. It can really cause further hormonal imbalances. And that's not, that's not really how we work. We're quite different to men in that way. Um, so I think training through, our, training through our period is absolutely important, but just lower the intensity, low impact, can still do weight training. But in terms of your intensity, that's when you can dial it down a bit and perhaps less frequent. And then you can dial it up on the push weeks. But just wanted to touch on that, you know, it's really important that our diet is paired with all of this as well. So I would say during, you know, your ovulation time is to eat a lot more magnesium rich foods, pumpkin seeds, Brazil nuts, green leafy vegetables, things like that to help, you know, reduce the symptoms of PMS and and what and whatnot during that time, um, but um, but no, I would say it's not like you park weight training entirely, um, but it is important that you do move the body and keep it keep it strong and also just honor how you feel. So you might want to go more inward. Perhaps you want to do more yoga. Like absolutely, and you know, then the gravity technique is very much about this. You know, we really want to to cultivate this interoception. This you know, getting to know our bodies well, we're, you know, I've said this before, we are at a time of of kind of disconnect epidemic, if you like, we're just not 
not within ourselves listening to our bodies and responding accordingly so hearing you say that you know it keeps bringing us back to that that original teaching isn't it for you know how do you feel every day how do I feel and then tailoring our work accordingly but that's that's a true how do I feel rather than your head going oh I think I was <laughs> in bed this morning so there's a there's a trade-off there but you know from from my this is my own question because I'm interested so with the nutrition and the movement and of course you know the weight training that's that's helping you to balance out your hormones does that mean you know you're less likely to hit up the chocolate once a month <laughs> Because, you know, there's there's a point where, you know, I don't know about you, but I get like really hungry, but hungry for all the yes. wrong stuff. You know, I just I need a tub of ice cream and you know, <laughs> a big blanket and stuff yeah. like that. So but a lot of that is linked into hormones and exercise levels and movement levels, isn't it? Absolutely. And and I think just being armed with, OK, what does my body need right now during this phase of cycle? Um, you know, what are the most nourishing and comforting foods that I'd be better to reach for? I mean, look, a little bit of chocolate, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not a restrictive type of person. I think it's more about adding, adding in the good stuff, um, nourishing our bodies rather than thinking about, you know, any kind of diet mentality, throwing all that old conditioning out the window because you know women in our age group we are riddled with it we are absolutely riddled with it whether we realize it or not it's been you know the whole diet culture um growing up with you know the sensationalized images of women and how we are supposed to look um it, you know is is still very much with us and it takes quite a lot of dismantling and unraveling and unpicking and, and it's a it really is a daily practice it really is um so when it comes to nutrition you know we can really lay the guilt on thick can't we <laughs> you know like god i'm eating that yeah <laughs> so i think yeah. it's just it's flicking a switch and rather than thinking i i can't eat that i think it's more about what else, what can i add in that's really going to help me at this time and that's a good place to start yeah, and that brings us full circle to back to you know the the myth busting that you were talking about at the beginning. That certainly, you know, for women that that are our age now in our forties, we did grow up with you know the heroin chic look. So, you know, I hear that a lot about the bulking up because we're so heavily it was so heavily ingrained into us as teens mm. that you know we're supposed to look super skinny so this whole idea of weight training um of, of you know building muscle is almost counterintuitive to what we were taught at a very formative time in our lives so that's you know thank you so much for coming on and and talking about this because it's a conversation that needs to be had you know we need mm. to be looking healthy and strong mm. not emaciated and super skinny but fitting into you know the number on the genes that's right <laughs> I mean you only have to look at the generation or two behind us who are stacked I mean they're amazing these, these girls who are like seriously strong you know and there's no mention of being skinny and I love that. 
And we need to really borrow that and imprint it and believe it and bring it in to this phase of life where, you know, it's all about strength, being strong, because physical strength will help evoke inner strength, particularly during these hormonal changes when it can really heighten anxiety, you know, all sorts of mood swing changes. And it's really important because it will help with that as well. I mean, strength training is incredible for anxiety. It's incredible for cognitive function and clarity. So in a, a real strong message I wanted to, you know, I, I know that and you feel the same is to really, and I hope it's being heard today and what we're talking about is to all, all of the lovely, amazing, busy, 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 high achieving women out there who are trying to do it all, juggle it all, juggle it all and always feel like they're the last priority is that we need to do a full swing around and actually put us at the front and use the strength training and use these new, I guess, protocols of how we actually treat ourselves and um, in this phase of life um, to be part of the healing, part of the, the reason why we want to kick butt in life, be incredible, you know, career woman or, you know, the best p- parent you can be. You can only do that as long as you're also looking after yourself. And putting yourself last is, if you don't put the oxygen mask on first, then yeah. that's when we get into a heap of trouble. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. my teacher told me that for years, you know, I had, when I had my, my daughter was very young and she repeated probably daily for many years, but it took me a while to really cotton onto it. You can't jump in the water to save the drowning person if you can't swim. Mm-hmm. And I nodded a lot through through those times. And later on, I started to really figure out that, you know, martyring myself for the boss or the job or the the child was just, it was a thankless task. It wasn't going to achieve anything. And the only person that ended up feeling crap was me. Mm. So, you know, I can't recommend you highly enough which I'm not sure if you're allowed to do that on a podcast, but there you are. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Um, because, you know, I thought when I was coming along that I was just coming to get a little bit fit, but actually the mental, like you touched on there, the mental clarity and the mental control that that helped me after a period of, of you know, fibromyalgia, which is very debilitating, but also skyrockets your depression and your mm. uh, anxiety feelings then you know to to come in and just get started so I think everybody should do weight training if we want to come and work with you where do we where do we find you bypieta.com so b-y-p-i-e-t-a.com you'll find me there I'm also on Instagram um, on Facebook but yeah it's a good idea just to pop on website and you can find out about what we do there omnipresent by pieta.com we're all on all the different platforms aren't we uh, thank you so much for today it's been a joy to talk to you we're going to come back and talk about nutrition on another episode because i'm fascinated yeah. about you know i think that it was a statistic that you gave you know 80 percent um of your diet is is what makes up your body and you know 20 percent. so you can't just we get to an age now i'm just going to touch on that really quickly we get to an age where you cannot diet your way out of this you can't just exercise your way out of this anymore so you can't eat the donuts and then go for a little run around the block 
and expect <laughs> it to fall off like you could in your 20s <laughs> so so and it's 20 percent train 20 percent training and 80 yeah so it's kind of, so the theory is 80 percent is what you're fueling your body with and 20 percent is movement and rest so in terms of weight loss or having a nice lean body um yeah i mean a lot of it is about what we're putting in our mouth but not only that how we're absorbing it how we're excreting it <laughs> effectively so there's a lot more to it but it is it's a fascinating topic and i can't wait to speak yeah, to you we'll more on that and unpack that definitely <laughs> thank you so much pieta it's been an absolute joy today um yeah and if you have any questions listeners then you know message me message pieta we're always happy to answer any questions that you have um and really just start to to work into this strength training is is the way forward to help you navigate life more easily and just to feel a bit more in control when maybe your body doesn't feel quite so in control yes so thank you so much and um don't let us go into the podcast ether give us a like give us a comment and do share us thank you so much thanks for having me kids